sounds awesome in these things. Now, do the headphones make your voice sound better? <laughs> yeah, I feel like a sexy beast. No, that's good. Well, well, the reason for that is it's because uh, Mayday increases your testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Mayday. Mayday. This podcast brought to you by Mayday, Borough Blonde. That's right. <clears throat> so we, we're sitting here with a bunch of... So I think we've officially made it, dude. We the cool kids are hanging out with us the now. Cool kids, <laughs> a bunch yeah. of handsome, awesome musician dudes. I don't know how it happened, man. Somehow hanging out with a bunch of thirty-something-year-old fucking. A bunch hey, of old guys. Like old sweet. No, these guys, some awesome guys. Yeah, let's just start, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. guys and dolls. Coalesce, cogitate, cavort with us. This is Share Your Buzz, episode one, seventeen. Hundred seventeen oh, times we've dude. done this shit. That's and a lot of candles. Chris just got new cake. headphones. 117 episodes. If it was a cake, they're just people wouldn't even want to eat it. Just be all oh, just wax crazy. Be yeah, crazy. we should go see my bed right now. <sighs> no, I'm Tony, and I'm Chris. 
and we got some awesome guests in the house. And yes. before that, though, we need to hit do a little bit of housekeeping. We've been neglecting this lately. Have we? Uh, we have to remind you guys that, first of all, thank you, because we've got a lot of brand new listeners in like the last year especially, but even in the last six months. And we want to re- we're about to take this podcast to the next level. Uh, and some of the stuff I haven't talked to Chris about yet because we really we rarely talk off the air. We really hate each other. We're like Abbott and Costello. We don't we never we like never talk. This, <laughs> 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 no, no, we but we just don't do very much show prep. But uh, <laughs> we have but we I've been checking the numbers and following it, and we have almost we're we're getting to the point now where we can start marketing the show out, and it's all because of you guys listening, and I appreciate that. So we're almost there, but we're ready to take this to the next level. And what you guys can do to help us is make sure that whatever outlet you're listening to us on, whatever media, whether it's uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or the website, just rate us. Rate us, you know, throw a couple stars our way. We'd like five, but if you don't like it, that's cool. Leave a comment. Tell us we suck because comments still count. So uh, anything you guys can do to boost our um, interaction will help us in the, the, uh, the ratings on the, uh, the podcast mm-hmm. aggregators. So, yeah. And if you give us five stars, we'll give you a Mayday beer. Mm-hmm. Yep. We'll do that. So, yeah. Actually, and thank you to Mayday, by the way, for sponsoring tonight's show. For sure. For a blonde, show. angry redhead. Uh, yeah. So, I'm sure we definitely appreciate it, and all our guests appreciate it. Ozzy, thank you so much. Shout out to those guys out there in Murfreesboro, 521 Old Salem Road. Go check them out. Uh, and ask in your local bars if they don't have Mayday, ask for it, because that's how you get it places you have to ask and so spread the word if you like share your buzz then share your love for us and mayday thank you guys and all right that's it for fucking commercials man i'm glad you i'm glad you're done yeah because i'm excited (laughs) daylight centers in this motherfucker what up what up fellas what up how you guys doing you guys gotta get right up on them mics actually yeah you gotta get up in there get sexy with it we're doing good man this is zoom zoom well. See, the cats, now, the cats listening haven't heard you sing yet, which we have. Because we have, uh, yeah, we have. We've. Oh, this you might be good, man. This might be the last show. We might get evicted after this. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the. That's probably the. We just yeah. had a like a straight up rock and roll band playing in my fucking living room. That's about as much equipment that we've had in my living room. And you know, it's and funny. It's no more rock and it's it's not rock and roll until the neighbors like. Yeah, the neighbors the loved wall. it. Yeah, I thought Tony's shit they was came gonna over come and off his wall. She was banging so hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, we almost had to shut it down, but uh, we got it through. The the funny thing is that we get shut down almost every time we try to play anywhere. Yeah, the neighbors always hate us. <laughs> well, that's, that's a sign of a good good thing yeah. though. That's yeah. that's a good sign. Yeah, if you know, loud thing. you're doing something they right if the neighbors. <laughs> Yeah. Right. What movie so is that from? Uh, the I interview. Hey, just because it ain't us. That's right. Yeah, buddy. Dustin. We got, the, we got the Kyle in the background. Kyle, you should dick in me. You should dick in me. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I forget the response uh, to that. That was a good movie. I love that movie. So, okay, we all met, and but to be honest, that was like 10 minutes ago. And I have a goldfish brain. The only person I actually remember his name is Liam because we talked online. So you guys introduce yourselves. Start with the singer there. I'm Liam Kelly. Um, I'm the singer and guitarist. Yeah. This is an inopportune moment to start drinking. Uh, my name is Brett Sandler. I'm the keyboard player. I'm Dustin McKee. I play drums. And Scotty Chapman. I'm on bass. Nice. Awesome. Are you guys all from Chicago? Or s- or yeah, what yeah. Are the 
all over the place? No, I'm actually from Detroit originally, but Detroit. I live in Chicago. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, me and Dustin are from Indiana. Yeah. Oh, okay. Unrelated, just coincidence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. same. How, oh, how close together? Like same town? Like uh, like hours. 45 minutes from each other, and we actually went to the same college at different times, which is even crazier. And we huh. met here in Nashville, but we know a lot of the same people from school. That's crazy. I want to also point Small out to the listeners world. that can't get the visual that uh, the this is <laughs> it's funny, and I'm not, and I'm a, I am totally just a uh, being. Uh, uh, advantageous and respectful when I say this, but you guys look like a fucking rock and roll band. And <laughs> so for the for the listeners that can't tell, like this is the epitome of like what you think a rock and roll band is in here. Like there's a rock band in my living room right now. And for sure. There's like a yeah, and Chris is over here wearing a goddamn Predators polo. And, and what's it, funny it looks is like it, it looks like the goddamn, it looks like Dad just walked in on the Garage Band. <laughs> Hey, I got. I guarantee you, I got way more rock and roll hours than all these guys combined. No, probably. Your dad has a full tatted sleeve, <laughs> right? But no, no, it's funny because I didn't. I just I had to work late, so I didn't have a chance to to dress or whatever. But generally speaking, I do dress more like these guys. I know you usually do, the, but but they're still way way cooler. The night I, that we have an actual rock band on, you dress like. A can't help it, dude. I had just enough time to come home, take my dog for a walk, and then walk over here. Mm-hmm. That's it, gangsta. So let's buzz. let's talk about you guys, man. Yeah. Like uh, we heard a little bit about where you guys are from, but let's take it from like it's hard. It would be too much to go individually. So let's, as a band, let's take it. Like how do you guys meet up? How do you get started? All that. Uh, well, me and Liam ran into each other on the street in Nashville, and that's how we met. Really. Yeah, I met Liam through a uh, like, like a blues literally jam. run into each other like the old um <laughs> uh, peanut butter cup commercial yeah. with the chocolate and the peanut butter yeah, just run. Pretty much, that's how it went. <laughs> blues jam, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I mean I met I I came down to Nashville and um pretty pretty soon like at first like um I was living in my car with my friend Rocco who was in the band at the time. You don't get then, more rock and roll than that sentence right there, awesome. actually. <laughs> <laughs> and uh we were busking on the street um to make money and uh Scott came up and um he just like dug what we were playing and he wanted to play with us and then uh i think even before that is when i met dustin at some jam somewhere yeah i uh i had i had been in nashville for a couple months but i had just been working and trying to like get my way around the city you know what i mean and then i finally decided to start going out to the blues jams for a couple weeks I think my where, second where weekend. Uh, actually, we went to the country. It was a Tuesday night, which uh, I'm not okay. sure what it's called. What's it it's called? It's called now? the local now. Yeah, now it's the oh, local. Yeah, yeah. It was the country, the Tuesday okay. night blues jams with Kara. Um, but we were going to that, and we had just started. I was two weeks into doing it, and they said that they had lived there for two weeks. And I just remember looking over and seeing this dude with a real big hair and a guitar. And I was just like, that looks like someone who would be my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally by the end That's of the night, <laughs> we uh, we we ended up talking later, and uh, we got we exchanged numbers. We played together the next day at another blues jam. I kind of joined the band from there, um, and then we yeah we met Scotty a couple weeks later, and then just started playing. Yeah, and then yeah. I'd say uh, at another point I'd been jamming at the same at the same jam I'd been jamming with some other guys. And we wanted to play an original song. And they had paired us. It was it was me and two other guys who had known the song, and then they threw two other guys up there on stage with us, a keyboard player and a guitar player, and we were just like, crap, what are we going to do? So we had to teach them real quick, and the keyboard player was this guy right next to me, Brett, 
Um, and we kind of met each other through that, exchanged numbers. He ended up killing it. Uh, it, was a, it was kind of an original song, not exactly your typical 12-bar blues jam. So is this like, like so blues jam is just, is it random how you get chosen who goes up? Or is it yeah. first come, first serve? Well, it depends what jam it is. Okay. Uh, the way Kara runs her jam is basically, she runs it for pro musicians, mm-hmm. so people who can actually play. So yeah. you have to go and you have to talk to her. You have to sign up. You get put on a round. And that round just gets assembled with random people. But yeah. again, they're all cats who can play. Mm-hmm. And you get put up there and somebody calls, you know, either like a a standard or just a blues in whatever key and everybody plays. And it's a great way to meet musicians. You guys may have actually played with my girlfriend, Faith Kelly. She goes to these blues jams all the time. Really? The name sounds so familiar. It sounds familiar, yeah. but it doesn't ring like a bell. Uh, blonde girl with pipes. Oh, yeah, we know. <laughs> what? Oh, God. Uh, Kyle. Dang. That's why we don't let Kyle have a microphone. That was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> uh, so we're talking okay, blues jams. So that's pretty much how everybody met, huh? Yeah. Uh, I mean, me and Scott met on the street. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. So I had already met Brett. Uh, this is Dustin, by the way. Uh, Dustin and Brett had already met. And uh, <laughs> uh, Scotty was already in the band, but we had not talked about having a keyboard player for actually the first few months of being in the band. And then William started bringing it up after we had this song called I Walk on Mars. And uh, I didn't even know. He was just like, hey, I found another keyboard player that I want to try out. I want to uh, hang out with him and jam. And I was completely unaware of the fact that it was Brett. And then Brett just shows up. And I was like, whoa, all right, cool. So uh, everything worked out pretty easily from there. It's pretty quick. Here we are. That's awesome, man. Did you guys uh, all kind of I, – I guess you had all in one sense or another played with each other before. So Well, the thing jam- about Nashville is it's interesting is that everybody knows everybody. Yeah. And if you don't, then you know somebody that knows everybody. And – um. So it's interesting. It's like, oh, I met this keyboard player. Little did Dustin know that he was already friends with him. And <laughs> oh yeah, like it's pretty much how everything works. It's kind of it's it's fun and it's it's a, it can get annoying, but it can get most of the time it's pretty cool because you feel like even people you don't know are kind of part of the group that you're in because you know the same people, you know the yeah. same cats. Like it's yeah. yeah, it's pretty much impossible to even walk down the street without running into somebody who that you know or knows somebody you know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's what it's all about too. I mean, that's really the game of doing the whole business. Um, uh, j- uh, the same night that I met Brett, there was another guitar player, a buddy we know named Eric and uh, Eric Gannis. He actually has hit me up plenty of times since I've met him and just been like, hey, I got this gig. Uh, I can't make it. Do you want to go play it? And I mean, it'll be like a paid gig, so we'll get that. Just just literally from just knowing him through going to these jams and hanging out with him. Um, So, you know, that's happened. And then he comes to a lot of our shows, too, just because, you know, we jammed with him that one time. So uh, there's a lot of benefits to going to those things. No doubt, man. Yeah. So, uh, okay, you guys all met each other. How did you guys decide that you were going to do this, like, at form, like, stick, well, stick it together? Well, started, it started really with me and Dustin and Rocco. And uh, we, uh, I mean, I met Dustin, and we needed a drummer, so we got him, and we started playing drums. And then, um, I mean, I knew since I came to Nashville that I, ne- I was trying to right away form a band. So um, we got here, and we were just on a lookout. So I met Dustin, I saw him drum, and I was like, damn, we, the first thing we did was all on the Watchtower. Mm, nice. We played that together, and he killed it, so I was like, hell yeah, uh, he could be the drummer. And then shortly thereafter, he became the drummer, and then 
right after that, literally, we were outside just, like, busking to make money, and then Scott shows up, and we're like... Yeah, Scott doesn't even play bass, though. Scott's actually a guitar player and a singer-songwriter, um, but he just took interest to it. This is, like, my side gig here, because I got my own band. So okay. I, I've played in the band because Liam's my good friend. I really like the music, and it's a band that I really, really, really believe in with all my heart, so it's something that I want to yeah. be part of and help. Nice. You know? And he actually, Scotty actually left for a short time, and we had another bassist, uh, and then some stuff happened with him, and he was like the official bassist, he was he was really in it, um, and then he ended up moving back home, he had some crazy stuff going on, and then so Scotty just kind of jumped back in the band, so that, that's pretty cool. Yeah, dude, you should stick with it, it's pretty awesome. I was kind of approached to join the band, and then I was shown the songs, and in my other part of my life, I'm a musical prostitute, so I play for a lot of different like artists, yeah. a lot of different I cover like bands. Yeah. I mean, it's how I make my living. So that's I don't, how you gotta learn too. I mean, I, you know. I mean, I love it. I love doing it, but in terms of getting to do something that I find musically rewarding, mm-hmm. uh, this would be it. Nice. It's a cool. It's a cool vibe. I like the music. I like getting a chance to kind of stretch out on keys. I like being able to play rock organ, which is a yeah. lot of fun for me. So. I, I tell you what, we you guys will hear this uh, in the break or at the end of the show, whatever. But we got to hear them play a little bit earlier, and yeah, that was that was some pretty dope, some pretty dope music. And and I, I can right away when you guys said that you met at a blues jam, I was like, oh, now that makes sense because listening to you guys play, I was like, oh, these these guys are these guys can play multitudes of different stuff, yeah. and it shows, you know, in the in the arrangements. So. Right on. Yeah, and actually, uh, I mean, I think we all throw our two cents in wherever necessary, but before even Nashville, the Daylight Centers have existed uh, in Chicago. It's really Liam's project, and it's, it's kind of Liam's vision and Liam's brain, so he's like the leader of it all. He's just not going to say it out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's really all of his ideas and all his arrangements, and then he just kind of gives it to us, and he's, he's really, really, really good about criticism and about, like, um, just asking, like, what do you think about this versus this? How do you like this? Do you think this is too much, too less, blah, blah, blah? Um, so we kind of help him sculpt from there. But for the most part, Liam comes to us, and um, is or it's not exactly, like, one of those bands that's, like, this guy and the band. It's definitely a band, and we all definitely contribute. But for the most part, uh, it's, like, Liam's vision, and then we just sprinkle all of our flavor over it. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, Liam is the primary songwriter of the band. Yeah. <laughs> So which, which, which explains <laughs> which explains why he's the quietest one because yeah that's what we that's what the writers do they sit back and observe and let yes. you guys do all the blabbing and one day they're like all right I'll see what's going on <laughs> I was just hired for my good looks and long hair I don't yeah, really add you anything do have of some musical flowing value locks that it, that's yeah. an impressive I mean he's a great keyboardist but look at his hair. It's yeah. yeah, that's that fucking hair is unreal. Like Seriously. I saw you man bun that. I'm Come like, on, that's freaking. It's like fucking Fabio. If you go, if you go on a roller coaster, a bird will fly into your face. You, like, probably, you should probably insure that hair. You know, <laughs> <laughs> never get a haircut, bro. What I was gonna say though, I mean, you should start like pick up that Fabio accent. <laughs> I was just Fabio. saying, I can't do Fabio, but I can do this like weird Eastern European thing. You know, oh, now like, now you have to. You gotta do it right now. Oh man, under pressure now. So my brother Lexi was killed by polar bear at the age of five. I have first vodka drink at six. <laughs> that was good. Oh. That was so real. Now back to what you're saying about having a kind of like a focal point songwriter um, in the band. I think that's honestly all my favorite bands have been. 
there's a front man who is kind of like the center of creative piece and everyone else throws in their thing and yes. like there's nothing wrong with it. I think sometimes bands they get together and they and they kind of butt butt heads because somebody decides you know what? Especially when you get success, it gets to someone's head, and they go, "You know what? I'm bigger than this band, or I'm the reason." Look, just let 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 it be what it is. No, yeah. like know your role, love what you do, and just like Absolutely. that's that's what makes it successful, in my opinion. So yeah, just, yeah. yeah. I yeah. think, think be Also, right. speaking of know your role, Kyle, get the hell off the mic. <laughs> <laughs> no. I actually paid money to come here to come hang out. I took a couple lifts. Couple yeah, lifts. Nice. Well, you go around Couple. the block, get off, come I went, back. In. I went yeah. to ML Rose, and then I came here. Oh. Berry Hill. Hashtag Berry Hill. Yeah. Hashtag Berry Hill. Hashtag Share Your Buzz. I went. I went to the uh, hashtag Share Your Buzz today, and thinking that there'd be like other people just randomly like th- we can't be the only person on Instagram that has like a Share Your Buzz. Like there's somebody else have th- must have thought of that. No, I went on Instagram and hashtag Share Your Buzz. It was just pictures of me and Chris looking like doofuses. So <laughs> it was like, like what? No one has fucking commented. Come on. <laughs> it's a monopoly. Yeah, we got the monopoly on. Share your buzz. Oh yeah, dude, steeplechase. Hey man, so how long have you guys been in Nashville? Oh man, uh, a little over a year. Yeah. For me, I just yeah, probably about a year and a month. What about you, Liam? Uh yeah, um, I've been in Nashville for like, I think eight months now. And uh, how does that compare to Chicago, man? That's. I mean, Chicago is a great city. It's one of my favorite cities yeah. ever. Um, and I love Nashville, so they're both probably tied, and Detroit is too. Does Chicago have a pretty good music scene too? I've heard yeah, Chicago's got a great hip-hop yeah. and rap music scene. Yeah. Amazing. There's, like, so many talented artists, like Chance the Rapper, and obviously, and then, but yeah. there's a million other. Uh, it's not, like, a huge rock. There's definitely a rock scene, but it's it's bigger in Nashville, I think. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's something that I'm pretty proud of, that Nashville is, uh, I've been here seven years, and when I moved here, I think I was talking a little bit about it earlier. But when I moved here, it was—I just caught the tail end of it being like a like a music city, like town. Like all there was was, like as far as where I hung out anyway, as far as music, it was like Midtown, Downtown, Music Row. It was like there wasn't uh, East Nashville if you were in the kind of like the hipster scene, but there was like you can go to one of three places and know you were going to run into somebody in the business. And there was like Mm -hmm. it was an it was an industry town, and it was mostly the same people you ran into everywhere. And one of the things that's really cool how we've blown up is that we're still an industry town, a music town, but now we're more of like an art town. They're like Everything is yeah. acceptable now. There's totally. different kinds of everything. You guys came at the right time, dude. When I was growing up, see, I'm 37. Like, when I was in my early 20s gigging around Nashville, dude, there was like four, maybe five places you could play. Wow. I mean, maybe, you know, in six or seven if you're a little bit bigger. But, like, that was it. And now it's like... Even on Broadway? At least 50. Well, I mean, I'm not... Okay. Taking away from Broadway. Right. I'm talking about rock so scene. Broadway, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Not country yet. Yeah. For sure. Like the indie scene. You know what I'm saying? And now, dude, you can, there's... Yeah, millions. the opportunities <laughs> here are, are <laughs> endless. Yeah. It's crazy. And it's cool, man. It's it's good to see all different kinds of stuff coming to town. Because I love everything. So, like, I will I might want to go downtown and see, a, you know, some a country band one night. Go to yeah. Roberts or something. And yeah. then the next night I can go down to, like, the end or something like that. And, wa- you know, watch a, you know, watch, watch a punk band. Yeah, and then... You never know what's going to And that's what's cool is because everyone thinks Nashville is just like a strictly country, kind of a hillbilly town because it's in the south. And, I mean, it's, it's just Nashville. where a lot of – yeah, it's where a it's lot like, of – Man, I think we're in the process of breaking that stereotype right now, especially. You guys got to – barely in the south, though, let's be honest. It's not the deep <laughs> south, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you guys got to feel it because you're in, you're out there on the town and doing your thing. But that's true, but the three of us experienced Manchester yesterday. 
which was interesting. We loved it, but it was um, it was definitely south because so. yeah, they, they expected <laughs> a lot of country music, and we're they rock band. rock and roll, but they were just definitely southern people, like country people. Southern. Oh, they wanted some winter skinner. <laughs> oh, cool. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Rock. We gave them free bird. Nice. So, but you guys have to feel it though out there. Like, there's got to be. Me and Chris talk about this all the time, or maybe I just talk about it. Chris listens to me, but I feel like there's something in this city right now. The fact that it's the way that it's blowing up right now. The fact that all this new art, all yeah, this coming to town, huge happening. Something is we're we are we are in a very unique time in Nashville right now, and we're we should be we should we we should take a step back once in a while and look around like in third person and be like something's going on here, like and we're yeah. we're in the middle of it. You know, don't think too much about it because you don't want to ruin the art of it. But like this must right now, I feel like this must would have this must have been what it felt like. I don't know, like like in like in the in Greenwich Village in the '60s or something like that, when every, all this art was coming to town and everybody was, yeah. you know, or maybe like the beat movement in the in the late '50s, yeah. you know, when Kerouac yeah. was out hey, there. We like, were like, just talking about that. Um, I took back in college, back in my hometown, I took a history of rock and roll class, and they they broke down all the subgenres of rock. And at one point, we discussed punk music, and I guess the origins of punk music actually came from Europe. And there was a town. There was literally one town. With a bunch of dudes that were all like, kind of what you could say is a gang. They were all friends, but they were separate bands. They were just a bunch of bands that had like a couple common members here and there, and they all hung out. Mm-hmm. And then they all just ended up blowing up like by themselves, but they supported each other. Which a lot like the those British bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. early British punk oh, yeah. bands. Yeah, and then the entire scene just blew up, and then like punk's its own thing now. You know what I mean? But that was kind of like what we learned at least in this class was that that's the origins of where it all came from. I think that's awesome, and that's kind of what we're trying to do is just, really, that's like the Blues Jam thing. You're just kind of going, making friends, setting up a big network, uh, and then everyone's trying to support each other, play shows together, and just get the motion going. Hell yeah. I like that, especially because I I grew up in Orlando, Florida, and there was no, we had, everybody had like, we had the same cliques that everybody else had, you know, there was like the the country kids, there was the rocker kids, the punks, there was the hip-hop guys, and there was, you know, the jocks and all that. We had the same, but there was none of that. Whenever I watch shows or movies about like the jocks picking on the punk rock kids or like the 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 the, uh, the rednecks not getting along with the rappers, like I never understood that because yeah. I didn't grow up like that. In my high school, there was cliques, but every clique got along. Yep. You just you just respected each other, and you everybody like the hip hop the hip hop kids also liked fucking country music and the country like there was a bar called Cowboys in my hometown where at midnight it was a it was a straight up redneck bar, and then at midnight it switched to a dance club. Right, so cool. and all all the fucking rednecks would take their fucking hats off and start fucking dancing a little Wayne and shit. Yeah. So it's like, dude, somebody told me about that on Tuesday night. Yeah. They called it um Silverados. There was a place like that called Silverados. It was Silverados. He yeah. was telling me about it yeah. last night. He was the doorman at Silverados. Oh shit, the guy you met last night? Yeah, dude. That's funny, dude. But isn't it he cool that like you everybody now can just uh, I they think had, we're we're getting there in Nashville now where everybody's kind of just hanging out together. There's no like you could be you could do you and you could do your thing and and uh yeah like sometimes I want to wear a fucking Hawaiian shirt and go to listen to fucking sure. some island music and sometimes yeah. I want to wear put on my skinny jeans and go to a fucking punk shop show sure. so like yeah I think we're reaching a point in art especially just in the world all, all around where people are just so aware of the actual skill of it all that even if you're a rock fan or a specific fan to a certain niche you still know to appreciate all the other niches and all the other styles because at the end of the day we're all doing the same thing just. With different faces, you know what I mean. So um, everyone's just kind of pretty supportive of each other. I don't. I don't think anyone 
any of the country people dislike the rock scene or any of the rock people dislike the country scene. It's all kind of working hand yeah. in hand and helping each other out. I think there's a lot of people playing in all different kinds of shit, like this guy right here. Yeah, oh, yeah. for sure. He yeah. plays everything. Yeah. Oh, everything. dude, we go and on Sundays, oh, I'm about to give away my fucking douchey side here, but it's um, on Sundays sometimes there's this really cool-ass 80s cover band that plays down on DeMombrian. Yeah. And uh, I know it's DeMombrian, I know, but the band is really good, so I like to go there and watch I the fucking band. Guys. And uh, they're called the Spasmatics, and they play... Uh, yeah. yeah, I've heard that name before, so, Spasmatics. And, but it's like a corporate band. They do you like, know, yeah, they, it's like a franchise band. They play over the country. Yeah, but and stuff. they're filthy though. Like, yeah, they're really good. Yeah, like, they're fucking, yeah. they're dope as shit. But you see guys in there doing '80s music on Sunday afternoons, working for those tips, and then you, you, during the week you'll go out and see like the guitar playing, the guitar player doing like a, a singer songwriter night with backing up somebody like some soulful blues singer, or you might, you might see him at like a blues jam or playing, yeah. you know, like everybody just there's there there's no shame in making some money doing what you love doing. So. Yeah. But aside from okay, we've we've tangented in like crazy. Let's get back to the band. You guys, you met, you formed. How did you decide what you were gonna do? What kind of music you're gonna play? Was it all Liam's vision, or did you like? How did this? How did you decide? It's definitely Liam's vision. Uh, I mean, what is your vision? Yeah, go ahead. Now, Uh, funny thing is, me and Liam is like five favorite guitar players are exactly the same. Okay, let's hear. So like, we like all the like the same kind of music. We come from the same background of music. Very similar. Yeah. Uh, I think it was like Slash, uh, Eddie Van Halen, Jimi Hendrix, Steve Ray Vaughan, and um, that was pretty much it. That's what I said, right? Or maybe like Joe Perry. Joe Perry. That's pretty solid. That's pretty solid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I told well, him the first on night I meet, met him. Yeah. He said exactly the same thing. And coincidentally, when I play drums, um, I think one thing that really like made everything work out so quickly was a lot of the rhythms that Liam plays on guitar. I think everyone's kind of got their own style and their own approach to an instrument. Him and I just do a lot of the same ideas. Actually, we were just talking about it today because I write songs on my own sometimes. And uh, we were just discussing that we have a lot of songs that are complementary to each other. I'll write a song about a subject, and he'll have a song that's just about the exact same subject but from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And we can pr- I could probably go through and name five, of so- five songs that I've written and then five songs that Liam has written that are like, we were thinking the same thing. We were feeling the same like vibes. It was the same style music. Like nice. we were just on the same wavelength. You know what I mean? So that kind of made it work out. But yeah, for the most part, I mean, Liam just comes with the vibes, and then he, I mean, he knows what we're all capable of. He, but he also picked us out as musicians based on what he was looking for in the first place. So through that, all three of the other musicians were all kind of an umbrella topic on ourselves. Brett has all of the different things that we know he can do. Scott's got all of the different things we know he can do, and then I've got all the. Different I know this is a this is a cliche comparison to make, but uh, it's what you just said is it's kind of like uh, if you if you watch interviews with John Lennon or something like that, and the yeah. Beatles, like he will say he's very upfront, and I'm not saying this is you. I'm just saying because you, what you reminded me of that when you say yeah. he picked, like John Lennon is very upfront about the fact that he's like I was not looking for uh, equal band members. I was looking like Paul was my equal. And I was looking for somebody to accompany us. Yeah, like he's and very upfront about saying that. Yeah. He's like, he's like, yeah. I picked them for their like to accompany us. We're yeah. the songwriters, and you guys accompany us. And so it's a uh, just reminded me of that. I've I've been in enough bands to know that the democracy never works. It never, ever, ever works. Yeah, Honestly, yeah, it always, the benevolent dictatorship is totally the oh, way totally. to go with bands. Yeah, you get better songs that. out of it because yeah. the democracy kills the vibe. It kills like. 
totally. energy. It's crazy. Yeah, it does. I mean, but it has to be some democracy, but you know democracy what I mean? Democracy is like, good for like a school project. There needs to be a leader of the end yeah. of the day. Who's yeah, there's, like, all the even something well, as small as like a writing session. Like there's got to be somebody to lead. Even if you guys are all contributing, someone's got to say, well, someone who brings the idea to the table has got to be like, it's got to be. There's got to be somebody to say something. To so can I mean, I, it's, well, I it's kind them. of like a Led Zeppelin vibe in a way where, it, you know, <laughs> Liam writes the song, right? He, he starts with the main structure of the song, and then obviously he has guitar licks and a solid part in mind. And then parts will be formed, you know, underneath that based on what your position is in the band. I mean, I've never – as one of the unique things about Dustin's drumming is, is that he really plays in a lot of, like, really unique ways. He's never just playing, like, a typical rock beat behind what you're doing. And so that makes things interesting. It always makes him interesting to listen to. Scott forms the bass line. Sometimes Liam has a specific bass line in mind that he's going to want the bass player to play. But a lot of times I hear you vibing. Like, just like now, we were just kind of playing along and we were sort of changing up how we were feeling mm -hmm. – the verses of Seven Seas, and Scott's like, well, I'm going to play it this way, right? And it's that level of musicianship on the yeah. part of everyone else where they know what it is to do to the song, you know? Oh. And then I come in and I figure out what I want to do with my parts. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, you know? At the end of the day, it's Liam's judgment call, but most of the time we're getting to kind of sit there and put our own unique spin on what's going on in the song. Yeah, yeah I definitely can hear that uh, the bluesiness in your keyboard playing, man. I liked it. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's that's interesting. I'm glad the bluesiness is showing through because that's not my background at all. No. I was a classical player for 10 years from 8 to 18, studied jazz in college, studied classical again after the fact, and did a lot of like corporate band playing in my early 20s. So mm. blues is probably my least played genre. Well, maybe I'm maybe I'm blending blues with jazz. But yeah, yeah, I maybe, yeah. yeah. But it's cool that you can actually stretch that that wing, so to speak. Yeah. Though, you know, you know, get that different creative buzz going. But yeah. I was gonna ask you, Liam, dude, you fucking wail on guitar. So when did you start playing, man? Like, are you some kind of protege or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I started when I was like six, and um. Yeah, that's pretty early. Yeah, just was really into like Jimi Hendrix and Elvis. That's when our Russian friend had his first shot of vodka when he was six. That's right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's usually the case. <laughs> like vodka. We were celebrating Lexi's death. <laughs> 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 we'll do it on the mic here. We were celebrating Lexi's death. <laughs> Was he missing <laughs> fingers? <laughs> That's right. I'm pretty Irish, so we just take shots for fun. It's not as heavy as that, but we're not celebrating deaths, but I mean to eat her own. We cheers to that. Yeah. Sherry Buzz, we also take shots for fun. So yeah. And uh if y'all like beer, try Mayday. Yeah, it's great. For sure. sure. Whitens your teeth. Oh yeah. Freshens your breath. Yeah. There's yeah. more in there. Yeah, yeah, please. Thank Ozzy Nelson for hooking us up with the beer. Nice. Yeah, I think Ozzy Nelson. just made a new friend because you guys are yeah. loving this, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. We do, too. So. It, does the, it does the belly well. It does. Official beer of the Daylight Centers. Right. Yeah, right yeah. now, for sure. Ozzy. And, and right you guys, <laughs> what, what was the name of At this moment in time, it is the official beer. You know what? I think he might have to name a beer Daylight Center. That's a pretty good That's name. That's a pretty cool it. name. He already has the Angry Redhead, and you guys have a song that pretty much coincides right with it. For sure. So it could be like where, a brunch style beer. Where are these like available? Yeah. You know? Like, of course. 
Uh, you can you get them in various grocery stores or no the cans you can buy in grocery stores yeah or, or uh, like you know your I know uh, Frugal well. McDougal has them I I know a couple of places around town have them most of your craft there's beer. a store called Frugal McDougal yeah, yeah. <laughs> isn't that shit? did you not know about this I don't I don't believe that it's shit. a oh. giant mecca of booze dude it's a it's, Frugal it's, it's, my Dougal <laughs> no Frugal <laughs> my Dougal is gonna be the name of the show though <laughs> yeah there's a name of the show Frugal my Dougal that's it you did Frugal yeah. my fucking Dougal that's it. <laughs> He's writing, writing it down. It down. Yeah, He's writing it down. Yes. Yeah, man. No, there's hey, a yeah, there's a there is actually a store called Frugal McDougals that is a uh, a discount like um like a packaged liquor store. We can go in there and buy like you know. Hell yeah. Good and they, they carry. Good drug. Yeah, and you can now get the Boro Blonde in cans. You can also get the Angry Redhead in cans. Yes. And then around town, you can get it on tap. Uh, one of our favorite places, Rudy's Jazz Lounge. Has it Hell on yeah, tap. This is great. You can get Boral Blonde on, at Rudy's. So we've had them on the podcast before. Shout out to uh, Mike. Have and you guys been to Adam. Rudy's? Nice. I have, yeah. <laughs> so great, food is man. amazing there. Have you played there? I haven't played there. I really want to Excellent. at some point. Um, I've been there a lot to see like Mo Denim and I've been there to see Wu and Wednesdays and things like that. Yeah. So. yeah. On Tuesday nights, they got like a jazz jam. I think it's Tuesdays. Is it? I thought it was Sundays, oh, right? I've heard of Tuesdays. Tuesdays, okay. I know they have one on Sundays as well. Oh, go both. The redhead? Yeah. Wow, yeah. See, there you go. That's a whole other take. <coughs> so, I mean, I know it's your primary, like, a blues style, I guess, guitar player, but if, can you sit in in a jazz session? Can you do it? Like, can you get a little jazz in you? Let him sip his redhead. <laughs> oh, the redhead's great. That's my redhead, actually. Oh, it's Dustin's redhead. Dustin. It was great. Sharing redhead. Sure, dude. Yeah, you can have a drink. Go we ahead. got a we got a table full of blondes. And You're redheads. welcome, man. And yeah, That's how we do it on share the book. Guys, just try Mayday. It's it's great. <laughs> they have a new fan of Mayday beer. Yeah. Well, now that we know that they're available at <laughs> grocery stores, we might uh we might just go ahead and make a full time forever endorsement. <laughs> yeah, if you don't uh, well, you guys, I know at least you have played at the brewery before, right? Yeah, I did the Hot Chicken and Jorts Festival out there uh, last, was it summer or like early yeah, spring? Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah. Almost, it was pretty wild. That, there yeah. was that uh, Trashy Jorts competition Yeah, where they, they walk everybody around and see who has like kind of like the best redneckish outfit. Yeah. That was pretty funny. And then obviously Hattie B's comes and brings hot chicken. So yeah. I think get some of that. I think next year Chris is going to top it with his Daisy Duke Jorts. Oh, I got some. Daisy Jorts. Like borderline showing some stuff. You gotta have old you gotta have like nineteen seventies dad where like one nut is barely hanging out. Yeah. Come on. Maybe you guys are maybe maybe you guys are too old for that, but me and Chris so. are the, me and Chris are the age where our dads our dads in the seven in the eight, like late seventies, early eighties wore fucking like short shorts. Come on. Hey nineteen like eighties dads. It looks wore. like seventies basketball length. Do you know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about? Like I know. Mm-hmm. That's the good yeah. stuff right there. They're coming back, man. Like all the douchebags now are wearing short shorts with their polos tucked in. I've Have seen it. I've seen it. Like I can't do They're it. They're actually really comfortable on your they legs. Are. <laughs> they really are. Can't do it. I know. I know. I'm talking shit, but I got a pair actually. Yeah, the first time I tried a pair of short shorts, I was like, damn, there's a reason why people wore these. I know so they're fucking <laughs> awesome. In the summertime, they're fucking cool as hell. In long know. socks, you have to like. I am. I am not lying. I. I'm, I talk shit, but <laughs> I have walked around the beach before with a pair of fucking short shorts on, and my thighs feel fucking <laughs> awesome. I'm, oh, yeah. Just saying. Hashtag sexy legs. Yeah. So where did the name come from? I'm 
curious. Daylight Sinners. I mean, yeah. like Dustin said, I had the name in Chicago, and uh, I wrote a song called Daylight Sinner, and uh, that came before the name. Before that, it was called the Liam Kelly Experience. Like <laughs> <laughs> it was for real. Wow. I still, I personally Sinner, am a fan of the Liam Kelly Experience, and I tell him all the time that. He should have the Daylight Sinners and the Liam Kelly. Because he... Every, okay, look. I'll say Liam I Kelly live, and the Daylight Sinners. Yeah, well, cool. I live with Liam. He's my roommate. And um, he practices pretty much all the time. Usually from, like, right when you're trying to sleep until right when you're trying to sleep <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah. It'll be, like, 6 in the morning, and he'll be playing, and then he'll play till like, 4 in the morning the next night, and then he'll be waking back up at, like, 8 or 9 in the morning. But anyways... He's probably got a new a new song like every couple of days, so he's always going. And I mean, as much as we'd like to learn as mo- all of that stuff, uh, I think it'd be really sick to kind of see the side project come out. Uh, regardless of who the musicians were to be, he I don't know the dude's probably got like what I'm. I think in the past we've probably learned like five new songs here and there, but there's actually like ten or fifteen to learn. This entire podcast has just been us talking up Liam. <laughs> I love it. He's getting all like right? his oh, no. head is really swelling. He's, he's blushing right yeah, now. You can't see it. The but shadow he is on the table beat red. is getting bigger because his head is. Just... I think he like he's came like three times already. He's so. um, a talented guy. My ego is big guy. before this. You're all talented guys. I love it. Well, that's because he's drinking Burrow Blonde, and uh, Burrow Blonde made a brewery. Their beer increases your testosterone and performance. <laughs> like all right, so I'm just going to throw a little question. It makes your hair apparently. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm going to do a quick, just <laughs> like everything good. around the table. What was the band that did it for you and made you want to be a rock star? Like, what was the band? Uh, I'd say Guns N' Roses. Okay, that's a good one. Um, I saw the band Muse live and dropped yeah. out of school three days later. Oh shit! Fucking <sighs> rock and roll. That's epic. <laughs> I'm gonna show my oh. age here. I freaking heard Nirvana "Smells Like Teen Spirit" yeah. at a gym show in like fourth grade. Some kid was doing a floor routine to it. I was just like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. That was that was the beginning. I went deep down the grunge rabbit hole at that point. And nice. I was forever screwed from that point onward. I don't know. There's probably like 10 different artists who I could say, but I guess like most prominently would probably be like Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. I love me some Jimi. That's actually one of the first albums I ever owned. It's Jimi Hendrix experience. And I mostly said that because like I can't say what Scott said, but Guns N' Roses too. And then and then fucking like Elvis and there's a million. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that man. Guns N' Roses. The cool thing about Guns N' Roses is like they were still they they were like the edgiest of those West Coast like fucking pretty boys. I mean, they were badass. It's like they kept it real when you know what I'm saying when no one else was until Axel had the skullet. No, yeah. like yeah, you, you can't. You gotta do away with that bandana with the mullet. You can't, because now he's old and it's him no oh, hair on top. Oh, so the skullet, the skullet. Yeah. yeah. But no, I'm, I'm just fucking around. No, I. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the reason that I asked you if you like the Black Keys though is in a way you kind of look like Dan Arbok to me, just a little bit. Is that the singer? Yeah, I disagree. Singer, man. Yeah. I'll take it. Face, I'll take it. He's a handsome dude. He's a legend, but. No, he no, dude. That's I love Dan Arbach because uh, he has such a fucking soulful voice and be able to play guitar. Like, it's just he's such a natural blues man. Yeah. Like 
I saw him at the Vic in Chicago with his um. It was his his solo project. I also saw him with the Black Keys in the United Center. But I haven't seen him on his solo stuff. I really his dug solo that out. stuff is great, man. Yeah, I really He's got like that. three drummers. It's insane. Yeah, it's it's like what the fuck is he yeah. doing? It's sick. Everything should have three drummers. Yeah, I I dug it. I was like actually I <laughs> yeah. walked away from that concert being like, why don't more more people do that? But the Vic, if you don't know it. It's not a big, it's not a big place, and I was like in the front row because I got there first. It's all like standing room only, um, and it was insane. Like I could have probably reached out and touched Dan. Like it wow. was, it was like wild, yeah, nice. and it, it was one, it was one of the greatest shows I've ever been in to. Chicago. Sir? It was in Chicago. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Hell yeah. What about you, Chris? We never, uh, you you threw the question out. Come okay. On. Uh, it's kind of tough for me because I gotta say I grew up on the Smiths because my dad was into like the 80s like shit. My dad was 21 when I was born. So I grew up on like a lot of 80s, the Rembrandts, the Smiths, like all those cats. So it's tough between the Smiths and Queen's Greatest Hits. I know that sounds crazy because that's also one of the first albums I ever heard was Queen's Greatest Hits. And like, it's tough. I mean, I don't know, man. I'm a... I said uh, Muse like that was kind of later in life but when I first like when I was younger I didn't actually listen to music my dad played music so much he was like so dedicated to music and as a kid I didn't really understand it that I like kind of didn't really like music as weird as that is and uh, I've met people that don't like music yeah it's It's odd I like I didn't really dislike it I just didn't go out of my way to get into music if that makes sense um but I remember on the bus, my best friend, his name was Indy, we would listen to um, Paranoid by Black Sabbath, the whole album with uh, Iron Man and War Pigs and yeah. Hand of Doom and Rat Salad, all of those great songs, man. Um, and we would have the headphone splitter in. And I remember that, I don't think there's anything significant about that exact album, but that's the first album I ever remember really liking music and really getting in and just diving into an album and like, yeah. really digging it you know what I mean and then that same Christmas I got a drum set and he got a guitar and then we just started jamming from there and then in 7th grade we had a CD we played at the dance it, it got crazy man <laughs> yeah, it, was, yeah. it was really oh, awesome yeah. but yeah I think uh, the song War Pigs is like my first memory of me really really digging music and really wanting to do it and get yeah. into it I think one of the first songs I ever played all the way through was probably Inner Sandman by Metallica because you know like I'm 16, 17 or whatever you know so you guys are talking about you know the first stuff you heard or what got you into it but is that uh, is that what got like is that the groove that you kind of feel in you because I I, I say example I grew up my parents were big my my dad was a huge Beatles fan so I like all that stuff and I'm 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 more of a lyricist and a writer like I like literature more than music so I'm I'm a fan of the writing like Dylan John Lennon all those guys Elvis and Johnny Cash all those like Rebel, but it wasn't until later on in life when I was like, uh, when I heard not just reggae music, but like, uh, like uh, a, yeah. like a, like a punk ska, like, like punk, yeah. like in, in Orlando we have Sublime. Mm-hmm. In Orlando we see everybody thinks Sublime and like Three Eleven, but in Orla- in, on the East Coast we have a big scene down in Orlando that's kind of like that, uh, that Being like mustard plug, right? Yeah, something like that, and There's a lot of good, good the super villains, the yeah, guys like that, stuff, yeah. and when I heard that I was like, oh. I always knew I liked music, but this is the vibe that melds with my vibration. Like my, I vibe with the same. This is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. So was there something like that for you guys that was like, yeah. oh, this is it? Yeah. Like, for 
for sure. I think so. Yeah. Uh, my junior year in high school, I had, had to move to another school. I didn't really know anybody, and I had to, I was on the bus for an hour and twenty minutes every single morning, which was I had to wake up so early. I hated it, and I was just always angry. And I had just discovered Rage Against the Machine. And oh, dude. I downloaded every single one of their albums, <laughs> and I had just started playing bass. I play drums. I've been playing drums since I was 11, but my dad's a bassist, like I said. And he ended up getting me into it by the time I was 16. And that's really how I learned music theory and everything, where, where it started. Where it started where I started learning notes and everything was because I started playing Rage Against the Machine. So, like, the pentatonic blues scale, like, kind of hip-hop type of vibes. Um, and then that kind of went into like my vision as far as how I play drums and how I like what kind of music that I want to play. I want to play this like kind of funky blues rock and roll type of stuff. And then that kind of led me into this other vibe, uh, like kind of Wolf Mother, old school, like vintage blues rock and roll, Wolf like Led Mother. Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah Wolf Mother is great. Uh, and then, like I said, that's kind of how I connected to Liam, which is hilarious because he had never heard of Wolf Mother. But the first time, I know, man, the first time I saw him ever, I was like, that looks like a young Andrew Stockdale. And I just want to, I need to go up and talk to this dude. Like, I didn't even know if he was going to play guitar yet. And then, like I said, that was the night that I met him. And uh, kind of what you were saying, like all the vibes that I was just discussing that really got me into like Rage Against the Machine and Muse and all that stuff kind of, I guess, set my expectations and standards for what I wanted out of what kind of band I'm going to be in, you know what I mean? And then seeing that dude, he kind of resonated in those same ways, pretty much exactly like what you're saying. So I'm not really sure what his influences were, though. <laughs> you sure you don't want to tell for, talk for Do you want to go next, Liam? <laughs> Do I want to go next? <laughs> Do you want to go next? Well, if you say it like that, I mean, keep talking like that, bro. I mean, I'm <laughs> almost there. I will I will do rest of interview like this. <laughs> You've opened the can, dude. Just now, mm-hmm. we're not gonna let. let. Yeah, official. please just talk like that from now on. Forever. 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 You have now. You have a podcast personality. You have to do that every time you come on the show. Now. I guess so. Yeah. That's it, man. <coughs> yeah, my my KGBO influences are are very wide, but like, and and they switch a lot. I mean, like. I love, as far as guitar, I mean, I love Jimi Hendrix. I just love him. I love Stevie Ray Vaughan and um, Jimmy Page. I mean, like, Zeppelin is another thing I listen to constantly all the time. And and Nirvana, of course. And then you got Elvis. You got Bob Marley. I love, I love reggae. Um, it's just, like, it's a million things. And I think, like, you pull a little bit from all sure. of the things and... Um, you kind of like meld your own thing from it. It's funny because if you want to get philosophical for a second, everybody you just named, even though they might be looked at by, uh, as, as from the outsider as being totally different, have a through line of being innovators in their genre, in their craft, or creating a genre. Yeah. Like there's something, there's a through line there. There's a bluesy, jazzy, rocky kind of through line there that they all kind of share. And it, you, when you hear people, that's why people quote them or uh, as influences so much. Because you get you get jazz artists, blues artists, rock and roll artists, uh, hip hop artists. Everybody quotes the same kind of people as being their influences because there was something going on in that period of time where those people were coming up that was different than anything else going on. I always say at the end of the day, we're all just copying Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. <laughs> no, he just started everything. That. Like every artist from just modern times and after that, it just, we're all just finding Jimi Hendrix and we're just like, okay, yeah, yeah I just need to make something that's cool mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, and <laughs> even if it's not Jimi Hendrix, it's someone else like who Michael theirs Jackson is Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. 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 I love Jimi. I can get dad. down with that. Dad. What about Chuck Berry, though? 
Yeah. I mean, well, he's sort give, of the original. You gotta give Chuck Berry his dude. He was the original rock and roll. I feel like he's, you know? he's, he's really Jimi Hendrix's Jimi Hendrix. Right? I think so. Uh-huh. I think so. For sure. And Muddy Waters. Well, what's that, what's that Clapton quote, which is, if you want to sound like me, don't sit there and listen to me. Go and listen to all the people that I listen to yeah. coming yeah. up. Exactly. exactly. You know, there's a uh, Jimmy Buffett actually just released a new uh, like a, a series, a CD called um, Hidden Treasure, where it was him like all his old Nashville recordings that were found, and he put them back out. And he it's all his work tapes and stuff from like before he like made it. And it, a lot of it sounds. Is very Gordon Lightfoot, very folky, very all that shit. And he talks about that. He's like, yeah, he's like, if I sound a lot like Gordon Lightfoot, it's because that's who I was into, and I fucking copied his shit. And it took me liking him to find my voice. And then he's, and then he, you know, whether you like him or not, this is a very kind of sage advice from somebody who's made it in the industry. He's like, I not now I know that people kind of copy me to do what they want to do. Like it's, you kind of pass it along. You kind of say, you you kind of you look you get. You, somebody's looking at you the way like the people that you're looking at now yeah, that's what if you, you guys hit do. it you know yeah, that's what you, when yeah. you guys hit it big somebody's eventually 20 years from now 30 years from now is going to look back on you guys and be like copying you and then yeah. it's going to pass the fucking cycle along yeah for sure yeah. that's cool hopefully yeah hopefully that's a good I, i'd love to up. pass something on to somebody else yeah and it is a good point you bring up. It's funny that you bring up that point about like lost tapes and stuff because there's actually a Daylight Sinners tape from a little while ago that we <laughs> <laughs> Can I play <laughs> it? I've got it. It's like two hours long. Yeah. And um we were all on whatever we were on. And we were <laughs> it was an interesting Life. It was we're high. we're high on life and it was the eclipse. It was the day. It was the, the day of the eclipse, oh, and yeah. we were living in Gallatin, Tennessee. So in and a lot of you probably know that Gallatin was experienced the longest eclipse or whatever. And um, so we all obviously had our sunglasses, or our eclipse glasses. We got to like watch that, and then we were high on life, and we um ended up going <laughs> back to. Um, the house we were living with our manager at the time, um, and we like made this recording that was like three hours long. <laughs> oh, <God laughs> three it. hours long of us just like just we yeah. were literally playing soul music. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. So we, we were playing were just, music straight from the soul. We would just kind of go in and just. I mean, you could call it a jam, but we I I call it creating worlds is what it was. <laughs> and, uh, literally, Dustin <laughs> thought that he was drumming with the dinosaurs. He was like drumming was, as I if was there was. Marching with the he was marching with the dinosaurs, and he still had his his fucking solar eclipse glasses yeah. on while he was drumming. <laughs> And he didn't know where he was, and I know, and I the reason I, I know yeah, that is because I didn't know where I was, and I was holding on to yeah. my guitar for dear fucking life because I thought I'd be lost yeah, if I didn't. Pretty much all and of our songs were at least thirty minutes to an hour. There's a couple that were like an hour and twenty minutes. But there's like things within those songs yeah. that we're it gonna keep forever. If you guys don't release like. And, and or some, uh, some kind whatever of we do from this yeah, point on is not going to be as good as yeah, no, no, the eclipse you record. Whatever we you call do, the eclipse recordings. Yeah. Yes, yes. You we, said we, it earlier. You said the longest eclipse. You call it the longest eclipse, and you just release it fucking yeah. The longest eclipse. We could call it yeah. the longest. Ec- the and now we got a song called the eclipse, which is based off of a riff we I think we came up with during that's, the eclipse. Um, it is funny though how we think about it now, and I'm, I'm guilty of it too. We all, everybody who's 
you know, everybody's a little bit good at their craft now, thinks about it. Because we grew up on people, we grew up in that era where people were finding hidden tapes. So now we're like, what if that was me someday? What if I had something? So now er everything you think you do is like, is going to might Dustin's be found someday by somebody. It's called Space <laughs> like, Pioneers, what the nowadays, fuck? Especially nowadays where they're like, photos and videos are everywhere. Yeah. You know, you have pictures and videos of when you were, you know, so I, I'm a, I'm a writer, and I keep all my fucking notes because I think, what if I make it someday and someone's gonna find these notes? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm afraid of that. I yeah. got a lot of those too. I don't want anybody to find the stuff that I've written down. That's that scares me. <laughs> you better burn it now. Oh, yeah, I gotta burn some journals when I get home. Right? <laughs> Later oh, tonight. believe me, I have, I have my little sister. Is the, uh, the you know how on Facebook you can set somebody to be like, I forget what they call it, but if you die, someone like you can set somebody to manage your account if you die. On Facebook, yeah. Whoa. So I have, I have your, your Godfather, kind of your Facebook Godfather. <laughs> but, but no, but I have my little sister on it, and I, I've her and my best friend back home. I was like, listen, this is my Facebook. These are all my passwords. You need to hide my laptop if I ever pass unexpectedly, because there's some shit on there. I don't want like my daughter finding out about. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a very good. Yeah, you, you gotta set your browser history to clear it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, I, if I die right now, I'm screwed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing illegal, but it's embarrassing. Yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. you're dead. Who cares? I think we all. <laughs> you know, you don't care if you're dead. I think every dude Good point. ever has here, here. thought the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Good um, point. Here, here. But I mean, I guess I, I would. My advice would be to be careful and delete your history when you can. <laughs> always live. At, okay, the sages they say, um, like in Taoism or in Buddhism, they say live today as if it were your last. I think that was James and Dean. Bro. That okay, 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 but that listen, listen, because I, I got a point. I got a point. I got a point. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he was into Taoism, bro. I really do. Um, he talked about it. No, listen, listen. So live every day as if it were last, but I think what he was really trying to say was delete your browser history yeah. every day. <laughs> yeah. Every Refresh fucking day. Yeah. Refresh it. You're, you're forgetting the most important part of his message, which is to drink more Mayday Brewery. <laughs> 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 Pearl Blonde. That was my point. It makes you pressure. It makes you see the future. The redhead, the angry redhead. I love it, it. automatically I'm clears your browser it. history when yeah. you drink it. You, right. The browser history... Angry Mayday beer clearing the browser history of your brain. <laughs> you will forget everything that happened tonight if you drink more Mayday beer. That's funny right there. Oh man. So uh I mean we're coming up on uh on an hour and we've uh dude you've been fondling that mic all night and <laughs> you know the best part is you know, nobody every, can see what every, I'm doing. No, but every time every time you move that mic oh. it comes up in the headphones. Oh no, really? This is the problem. I don't have headphones on. It's like interactive with the audience. Yeah. So it's, it's fine, though. Good, it's it's fine is though. Brett touching the, the mic? The hair he makes up for it. We'll, we'll Every time it. Brett touches the mics, we take a shot. That's if you listeners in the future. That's why you yes. guys have coasters, right? Because it's, gla yeah, it's a glass top table. <laughs> this, it's actually an ongoing joke in our in our podcast. Like We, we started a podcast in the, on the worst possible table you could possibly do oh, yeah. because it's, we, it's everything, sh everything is just glass. Ding, 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 ding. There's a toast to... Mayday's. I love toast. <laughs> <laughs> Avocado toast. Mayday beers. Indeed. So, Chris, is there any more whiskey over there? There's some uh, bullet. I think we should do one more shot to end the show. Right, right sounds good to me. If you are listening and you have a shot available with you, 
especially if it's May Day, this is your chance. No, these people are probably us. driving to work. To, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> don't drink and drive. But if you're not drink driving, then drink till you fall asleep. You know asleep. what? If this is all of us. He's right and if you're not drinking, just go drive somewhere. Hey, stop. stop. <laughs> we're not. We, we're getting Ubers. Chill. Yeah. We're taking the train. <laughs> you ever heard that Psycho no, Steak song, Beer is Good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All I can think about is now that I have had some beer, I think I'll go drive a oh, car. Oh, P.S. No one knows this, but Scott lives in his van. We didn't talk about that, but Scott has this van that he drives around. He actually has a castle that he lives in now, so that's a side story. He can tell you later, but... Uh, yeah, he actually lives out of his van. That's a fun fact that no one knew. Is this true? Well, tell us about true. the van, man. Scott I mean, is definitely the most rock and roll. Why have we... Like, <laughs> Thank you. That's yeah. very nice of you to say. Wow. Uh, it's his house. Yeah, so I moved here in July with a van and a bunch of all my stuff in it, everything that I needed, and I just lived in that. I didn't have any other place. I didn't know anybody here. Liam was the first guy I met, and I just crashed at friends' houses and lived in the van. It was honestly all right. <laughs> it wasn't too bad. The winter would get real sweaty and like hot, but like the winters were nice. But you I guys, I think you guys are between all your quotes tonight. You're writing a song while we're sitting here. <laughs> I think it's uh, it's honest. It was honestly all right. It's like a good quote for a fucking song lyric. It's honestly it's all right. It's honestly all right. That's pretty good. All right. I'll give you that. I like that Bill Burr like quote it. though about you know doing what you love and that. If you have to sleep on a futon, like the quote is about sleeping on a futon when you're like older or whatever. And he says that's way better than waking up next to a wife you don't love, kids you fucking hate, and having to go to a job you fucking hate every day. Mm-hmm. And so sleeping in a van to pursue your dream while you're young, not that bad. Not at all. It's honestly a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. To be honest, it was kind of fun. But now this like this these, these grandparents uh, named Nita and Mark. You know, they're like 75. They just took me in. They said I could stay in their house. And so now I live there. So it's great. They're just so the most hilarious. lovely, sweetest people. Yeah, no, and world. I hope you guys realize that we make, we're pointing out all like this rock and roll thing, we're, like like teasing you guys. It's, I, it's it's out of jealousy because you guys are fucking young and rock and roll. And me and Chris is wearing a goddamn Predators polo shirt. So <laughs> it's, eh. You got a cool shirt on though. What's that? Was that a band? Raging Fire. We went and saw them. It's a reggae band. We went and saw at Marathon. That looks very so, cool. Thank I, you, man. I, I dug that. But no, but we, I mean, we're a couple of old has-beens, and you guys are out there fucking living it. So I disagree with the age thing. Like I'm 30, and I'm still in the game here. I know. I just 30? like this self. Yeah, man. I'm 30. He's like, I, I, can't, like, I can't be in a fucking band with you anymore. See, I I hide well. I'm actually a vampire. So I just I get my youth <laughs> from. Dustin's 26. And I don't have an age. I'm Dorian Gray. Okay. Oh, nice <laughs> reference. <laughs> yes. I like the Oscar Wilde reference. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Or League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. I think it's actually they also reference. Mm. They do. Yeah. Mm. yeah. They All right. Cheers. Who's you, cool. boys? Cheers. Hey, thank you guys so much for coming on. Tell us where we can find you and all that shit, man. Everywhere. Tell us where, 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 we, where you at. Find the Daily Sinners. <laughs> Fine. Nice, yeah. It's all good. <laughs> Find the Daylight Centers on Spotify and Instagram at Daylight Centers, Facebook at Daylight Centers, Twitter, Twitter at Daylight Centers, um, DaylightCenters.com. I mean, we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, buy our songs, and um, buy our merchandise. We got you guys shirts. have any uh, gigs around town coming stars, up? The five stars. Yeah, yeah give us five stars. What, what any gigs there? coming up around town? Yeah, we're playing. Uh, I mean, we're about to head out for South by Southwest, and then f- around town on May seventeenth, we're playing. Uh, at the 
what's it called? The Corner Pub. No, that's May 19th. That's May 19th. We're doing okay. the Douglas Corner Pub for St. Patty's Day. Oh, Douglas Corner. That's right at the road. Yeah, might yeah. have to come see uh-huh. you guys play for that. Yeah, come out. And then on the 19th, we're doing the Revelry with Jasmine Kane and um, Crash Karma. And they're awesome. And then, yeah, and then we're going to get in the studio and record some stuff. So I can't wait to hear that. Yeah, man. So we'll definitely make it out to some of you guys' live shows. And if you guys are in Very Nashville, nice. come and hear these cats. I mean, you'll you'll hear the music a- in the break, but definitely worth going out and seeing. Yeah, I've been listening to them on Spotify Thank all day, you. man. I knew that you guys were going to be dope because I would never, I never distrust a recommendation from our from my friend Shannon. So it's yeah, a yeah, shout, shout out to Shannon. Shannon. Shout out to yeah, Shannon. and I also knew you guys were going to be cool because of the way we actually met. Like, she just linked us on a Facebook message, and we automatically just started fucking talking. And I could tell if I just, if I could Facebook, Facebook message somebody with, like, and th- about, you know, you don't know me. I don't know you. But if we can just bullshit and meet on fucking Facebook, then yeah. we're probably going to be pretty fucking cool with it. Because <laughs> there was no, like, there was no, like, awkward, like, because there's, 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 like, a weirdness on social media where you're like, uh, is this person cool? Is that person cool? But when you're linked together by somebody that you both know, it makes it a little bit easier to. Uh, Definitely. To, uh, yeah, sh- Shannon's like my best friend. She's like, she's my girlfriend actually, and <laughs> she's got a show coming up on the seventeenth. Uh, uh, her burlesque show. No, I mean at uh BB King. So go check that out. Yeah, too, I saw that on I the seventeenth. Yeah, that'd be cool. So I mean, if you're not going to the Douglas Corner Pub, you you could also catch that too. Or you could do both. Or yeah, try to do, do both. Do all. Yeah. Do all. Do all of it. We actually. Um, I mean, split yourself into two people and try to make both. Just just bar hop and do it all of it. So I like it, man. Yeah, thank you guys so much for hanging out yeah, with us. Thanks for playing for us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Um, also, yeah, we'll another shout out to Mayday. Mayday. <laughs> we definitely want to have you guys back on. When, and anytime you guys are doing something, please feel free to like uh, link us and let us know. And we'll, pl- we'll, pl- we'll have to have you. even if you guys don't want to come in or you can't come in, just link us on our social, and we'll like we'll definitely. Uh, I just said Soch because I'm yes, cool. You did. But we'll, uh, we'll, we'll definitely. <laughs> that was really cool, bro. Yeah. We'll de- totally uh, no, definitely shush. hit us up. We enjoyed having you guys in. So, uh, you guys are really good. I'm trying not to. will, man. I'm trying not Thank to uh, fanboy out right now, but I really did enjoy a lot of that. That was really cool. Let's get right. one last, you know, th- you know. Goodbye, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Uh, remember to rate us on iTunes and everything. Hashtag us, share your buzz. Remember to visit our sponsor, Mayday Brewery. Uh, again, March 17th. Everybody's got March 17th. We are the Daylight Sinners. Thank you very much. Indeed. Uh, 521 Old Salem Road. If you're not going to... You know what? Fuck it. Go to all three. Go see um, the Shannon Million and her burlesque show. Then go to Douglas Corner. And see the fucking Daylight Sinners. And then go out to fucking Mayday Brewery and see Andrew White and the Festivus players play the fucking... Just go see everybody. Just go see everybody. 17th. And make sure to drag your bass drum across the fucking (laughs) floor when you're (laughs) out. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for hanging out with us. Shareyourbuzz.com for everything. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. We appreciate all you guys. And uh, we'll see you guys next week for 118. Seven seas.
no difference what you said to me. I don't know what I'd do if I had her. I don't know what I'd say. Yeah. I don't know what I'd do if I lost her. I don't know what I'd say When she cries Moon turned to fire in I don't know what I 